0: Yo, yo, yo! You're listening to The Tony Show. I'm your host, Tony, and you're listening to my show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode. I think this is episode three of The Tony Show. Uh, so I'm a little bit guilty about uh, not putting more shows in the past two weeks because uh, I was busy. Uh, so I was working full-time. I was working on weekends and also doing a radio program. So that took four hours a week. Um, you know, so I was doing like 40 plus, 4 plus, 12 hours kind of, Week so it was it was kind of incredible, but I pulled through those weeks. I finally kind of free no weekends work No after work uh, program anymore. So now I have more time for you guys uh, to do another show Uh, so aside from that Today we're talking about something really cool uh, we talk about a company called google uh, you probably never heard about them so they're a company that does search engine as and also uh they have a really cool uh social media platform called uh, google plus you probably heard so much about there there are a lot of news actually in the past two weeks about google actually um, obviously they start a new company cut Alphabet, of which includes uh google and a bunch of other company which are which is a really good idea right so it uh, brings a lot of transparency that's why their stocks going up blah 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 uh, but besides that, you know, Google does a lot of things besides our core kind of services, right? They do a lot of things besides YouTube, they do a lot of things besides Android, and search engine and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so today we're talking about one of the projects just, just came out, I think yesterday, uh, it's called Project Sunroof. And it was all over the tech blogs like Verge and TechCrunch. So I felt like it's kind of a cool idea because I really enjoy uh, talking about the renewable energy industry. Uh, that's one industry I'm really fascinated about and one that, you know, I don't really understand because it's such a, a cutting edge technology or industry that I, I don't know a lot of the, I, I can't really apply my physics 11 knowledge to what has been happening. Um, but, you know, in in this kind of world, it doesn't have, you don't, you don't have to know or truly understand the technology or science behind it to really promote and understand something's importance. And uh, for a Google project center. The cool part about it is to get uh, everyday man to understand the potential for solar panel or solar energy being produced on their roof. So, how uh, solar energy normally works for a home is that I will purchase a PV solar panel, uh, which is you know essentially converts uh, the photons in the light into electricity. So that gives out a DC current. Uh, which if you learn uh, physics, you probably remember is like DC is like for the battery and AC is for like the outlets uh, So you produce some DC power Then you have to use an inverter to convert this DC power into AC power, which is alternative uh, Current and then it can be used for home, right? So you can use it for a laptop uh, You're you know charging a cell phone your TV, etc. So very exciting stuff uh, Google is doing is that they're trying to get people to understand how this system can be set up, how much it's going to cost them, uh, is it feasible for them to do it, uh, does it really meet their needs? Because if you don't pay a lot for your electricity bill, it may not be worth it. If you don't have, uh, if you don't live in a city where you have a lot of sunlight, like Vancouver, it may not be worth it to do it. But we'll talk about the details later on. So. What it does is when you first go into the site, uh, google.com slash gas slash sunroof, you will see a search bar very typical of Google. You type in your address and currently they only support three areas, which is kind of, you know, unfortunate because I was really excited. I was trying to see, you know, how much uh, potential like electricity that I may get in Vancouver. But, you know, too bad we won't have any data because uh, in San Francisco, the type of sunlight hours they get is very different from there. Uh, they don't have a lot of rain down there, etc. Uh, But uh, yeah, so uh, they're supporting San Francisco Bay Area. They're supporting Fresno uh, Which is in middle California, which is really random like small city to pick and Also the greater Boston area in Michigan. So three random areas SF Bay I'm not surprised but Fresno. I've never heard about the city before and greater Boston, which you know, obviously is really interesting location to pick um, but once you type in an address, and I did type in a fake address, which is 123 Main Street, San Francisco, and apparently it's a real address. I thought it was fake. It was, it was a real one, and it's actually the address for a Belga Hotel. So if you're in San Francisco, go check it out. It's one of those really old, white, uh, tall building in, in downtown. Um, so once you type in the, the address, it will show you a couple information. First information you're going to see is the amount of usable Sunshine hour So it means that How many hours of sunshine in a year That in your area That can be used Utilized to convert into electricity And obviously The difference between that And the number of sunshine hours Is maybe like the cloudiness On some days Like in Vancouver It's cloudy all the time But I still consider like sunshine hour Because technically There's like sunshine there There's UV rate right Even though we don't really see that But the reason that we can see stuff Right, it's brighter than the night is because there's sunlight, but it's not enough sunlight to be converted into electricity. Right, So uh, they actually have a map that shows you like, how much shades and how much sun you regularly get on your roof, which is kind of interesting as well. Um, for this particular place, 123 Main Street San Francisco, you have about 9,000 square feet of space on the roof that can be installed for electricity. And uh, if you scroll down to the middle section, it shows you a default electricity bill number. And it's set to $125 a month, which is apparently a typical number for the state. And I've done some research. It's actually a, a pretty low number for Toronto. But it's a good number to use for Vancouver. Uh, for us, our home, we don't use that much. Uh, we only use about, I think, uh, $60 a month. Uh, like We're one of those... Also don't really want to use anything like at night. We don't turn on lights. We hold candles and stuff We have we just catch like fireflies and put it into a little glass jar and use it as light and lamp uh, That's what we do. You know, we're we're a different family Uh, So we save a lot of electricity, but in Toronto, in the States, they not not only because they're using too much electricity, but also their electricity is really expensive. Like, for example, Toronto, they pay maybe 70% more, I would say, for some of the cities, like uh, a kind of rural uh, Ontario city, right? And kind of get down to the granular level. Uh, also we're also going back to uh, the electricity bill so if you have if you select there's a slider you can slide to the point uh, of your monthly electricity bill and it will actually show you a suggestion on how big of an electrical panel or how many watts or how many kilowatts do you need to actually produce enough electricity and normally they set to amount about 97% or 98% or 95% of your total output because you don't want to have too much. Uh, and then later on we can talk about it when, what if you have too much, right? That's definitely, you know, if, if you know tech, you know, I'm going to talk about Tesla Powerwall in this conversation, but we'll leave it for later. So, uh, essentially for this case, if you have a $500 bill per month, <laughs> which is a huge amount, uh, you will need a 13 kilowatt battery, which takes up 780 square feet, which is a huge space, but obviously for. On average, you know, 125, that'll be about one-fifth or one-fourth of that amount. So that'll approximately be four kilowatt kind of uh, space, and it'll be approximately kind of 170 square feet space, which is not too big. And then we get down to the granular level, right? You see uh, three financing options. So if you, like I said before, to get sunlight and convert that into electricity and be able to use that electricity at home, for all of your devices you need at least i would say three bigger parts right we're not talking about like cables and this and that uh we need a the the pv panel the pv solar panel right which is most of the costs are from that we need an inverter which on average costs about i would say twenty three hundred dollars for uh, a five a kilowatt version and if you want to get a uh, racking as well so that would cost like maybe 1800 and that would support like 20 panels Because you can't just get one big panel that's, you know, capable of producing 5 kilowatt of uh, kind of power because that's really big. But what happens is I did some research online is that you can get one panel. And it's a very typical panel that a lot of the uh, residential homes use. It's uh, 250 watts. So if you get a 5 kilowatts panel, you probably need 5,000 watts divided by 250, which is 20. So the 20 panels will cost about $5,000 to $6,000 plus GST and then you need an inverter and a racking. So everything in total is about, you know, $15,000 to $20,000, right? Plus installation fee and this and that. Uh, so this is one if you want to purchase it, right? So I have a really similar price on Sunroof, which is kind of interesting. But on top of that, when you purchase You have something very uh, unique in the states that we don't have in BC in particular As some kind of tax credit or government grant So in the states sometimes you can get up to $20,000 in grant Just by installing a a solar panel for you know this They're they're talking about 20 years right and it's $20,000 so Your actual installing price would very likely be under $5,000 Which is really worth it for some states And I think maybe that's why Google picked the three areas, right? San Francisco Bay, Fresno and Greater Boston. There might be some kind of policy there that are really supporting renewable energy equipment purchases, installation in that area. So it kind of makes sense. But for Vancouver, we don't have that. For BC, we don't have that. So it's very unfortunate. But at the same time, we understand why, right? Because BC Hydro is providing a lot of electricity. And secondly, we don't really have the natural uh, kind of habitat for uh, you know converting sunlight into electricity so kinda of moving on, obviously uh, you can have you can also lease and rent it. So for lease is really a cool option. If you know, if I'm one of those people who just want to make the planet a greater place and I don't care about the savings too much, I though still, you know, like penny pitching a little bit, I would go for the lease version because I still save a lot of money. But at the same time I can get a panel installed for free, uh, upfront cost. I just have to pay every month and they would maintain it for me. So I don't have to do anything. It's almost like renting out my or uh leasing or, or you know getting equipment on my roof i'll pay for the electricity generated from those like from those solar panels very similar to like a bc hydro electricity company utility company kind of model right where like purchasing it will almost like we becoming we're becoming a uh utility company it's a very different mentality Uh, but obviously you don't have to worry about different things and renting is the same thing except for you have to finance it if you don't have a lot of money up front, etc. So at the very bottom, they have a list of solar panel providers. Very interesting because, uh, you know, Google said they are sponsors. So, you know, these companies are the ones that are really active in North America and probably all over the world, installing a lot of electricity panels. And uh, it's interesting to see uh you know what options are out there so people can select and that's one of the main benefit right it's not only getting to understand and learning something new but also you can take actions and that's always the thing you guys remember if you work at some places always make sure you have a call to action tab when you do these marketing platforms, you do anything you're trying to get people to participate you need something to call for action and that's something Google does really well and they did again with Project Sunroof if you go into this website you're gonna see a list of solar panel providers some of them just distribute meaning they only sell these panels and equipment and some of them actually install and lease and you know do the renting stuff like that so um, after that, I decided to do some research on how much you know potential power we have in Vancouver. So I did something called PV potential uh, in Vancouver slash cost of electricity version. And I actually did that for Toronto and Calgary as well. So I got this data, which is PV potential and insulation. That's another word they use. It's called insulation, I-N-S-O-L-A-T-I-O-N. Uh, it, and this data, I got it from uh, or this website I, I entered. Uh, it's actually developed by the Canadian Forest Services, the Great Lakes Forestry Centre, and they did it with, in collaboration with KenMet Energy Photovoltaic uh, Systems Group. Solar resource data was provided uh, by the Data Analysis and Archive Center, a division of Meteorological Services of Canada, Environment Canada. So this information is actually hosted on a .gc dossier. Uh, uh, kind of website domain because that's a uh, government data, so you can definitely trust it more. So I, I did some calculations, uh, or, or some research, I find out that Vancouver has a, a potential of 1026 kilowatt hours per kilowatt. So what it does, what it, what it tells is that it's capable of producing 1026 kilowatt hours per kilowatt. Of energy i think this is a, a daily number which i don't know how is that gonna be applicable when we install it because i don't think we can produce uh a thousand kilowatt hours in a day that's kind of ridiculous number right uh i think that's an annual number if, if i'm not wrong, right. i think it's an annual number for a thousand two hundred uh sorry a thousand twenty six kilowatt hours per kilowatt so with a five kilowatt uh power generator we can generate maybe five thousand uh kilowatt hours and I took a little bit of dip into my own household energy usage. And uh, BC Hadro does really, really well data analysis because a lot of friends, a lot of my friends actually work in the BC department. They work at a business analyst and all they do is with data and they present this data to their client really, really well. If you go into their website, they will not only show you how much you uh, how much cost, right, how much electricity you are in this month, they will show you up to the hour how, many, how much electricity you use from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. on a particular day. And you can go back, I think, for five or six years, which is really impressive. And so I use this data to figure out my last year's annual usage is about 9,500 kilowatts hours for a year. So if you're generating 5,000 a year, that's more than half of what I do. So isn't that worth it? Well, before you say it's worth it, you gotta really consider the cost, right? So not only you have to pay $20,000 cost, and but every five years you have to replace some parts, you gotta do some cleanup, you gotta, you know, one, what happened uh, if you start hailing, it damages your solar panel, and those things happen like, it, you have to purchase new equipment and stuff like that, right? So now you have a hassle, you have something on your roof, etc. cetera. So uh, there are a lot of consideration, it's not a really direct kind of just like, this is worth it, go get it kind of thing. But the best thing you can do is call up one of these solar providers in Vancouver. And if you go search uh, Vancouver solar battery installations, there's a bunch of companies in Vancouver that does this. Go consult them and see if it's worth it. I think there was actually a man in Surrey that paid, I think, $10,000 or $15,000 to get a roof uh, of uh, solar panels. And for one of the month or billing cycle, he only paid $6. It does prove maybe in a summer month, it's worth it to have these solar panels installed, but also depends on your usage, depending on which area, depending on if your roof is facing the sun, depends on if you have a lot of trees and a lot of shades uh, on your roof during the day, right? If you live in a place where there are a bunch of uh, high rises or a lot of buildings that's blocking your roof, then there's no point. So for uh, Vancouver, our electricity doesn't cost that much. It's about 10 cents per kilowatt hours before reaching to the second step. Uh, And with this, you know, we're potentially save $500 a year, which is quite a lot of saving. And the payback period is approximately, I would say, uh, it's a long time, actually, maybe like 30 years, something like that, or a a bit less than that. It's maybe like twenty years, like 15, 20 years, kind of we're looking at depends on, uh, what kind of savings you're looking at? So, uh, and what kind of installation costs you have, right? So, for this is it's quite a, it's quite hard for people to understand because people want a return on on these kind of electricities or solar panels in like a year or two or five years, right? But it's not going to happen because. Even though compared to five, 10 years ago, our technology has improved so much. Our efficiency has improved so much right now. Our efficiency is at 17%, which is really high. And the Lab is 30-something percent, which is quite high, like impressive. Uh, but it's still not high enough, right? And it's getting cheaper, but still not cheap enough for us just to buy it and then install our on roof. And it's going to make us money. It's not going to happen because if that happens, BC Hydro will do something about it. Like, trust me, if they're a for-profit company, they will do something about it. And interestingly enough, uh, in Calgary and Toronto, the situation is a little bit different. So in Calgary, they don't have a lot of uh, rain, and they're actually, in fact, the third sunniest metro city in Canada. So they have a lot of sunlight. In a year, their potential is 1,292 kilowatt hours per kilowatt. So they're actually more than 20%, so 20% more sunlight they get every year. And that's kind of the potential they have. Uh, But obviously in Calgary, you have more dust, etc., like that. You got to wash your roof uh, more frequently to get a kind of efficiency Uh, at the same time. They're paying a lot more. They're paying 20% more. So 12 cents per kilowatt hours for electricity. So in a year, they can save about $800 Uh, or in in some other cases, people say like, you know, it it depends on uh, your cost to to build it and, and install these kind of things. And for Toronto, it's a very interesting city because I thought Toronto would have a lot more sunshine, but I actually don't. They maybe have about uh, I would say five uh, eight to ten percent more of sunshine they got than Vancouver, and their electricity is at sixteen cents per kilowatt hour. So that's really expensive, and I guess even more expensive into like the rural areas of Ontario. So definitely makes sense for them to put up a solar panel, even though if uh, they're not uh, you know. Uh, they, they still don't have enough sunshine, just like Vancouver, right? Because in a year they can potentially save $940, almost $1,000. That's incredible. So you can definitely get a, you know, payback in 15 years, and that's something you know I think is really important to notice. That's why in the eastern Canada, there are a lot of more residential homes are getting these solar panels because it's worth it. Because how it works is that there is a net metering system, and uh, how it works for BC Hydro uh, in particular, and I think this applies to a lot of other uh, utility companies, is that in, let's say, a billing period of two months, right? You have an inflow of 2000 uh, kilowatt hours, and you have a, so that's the power that's being inputted to your home by BC Hydro, right? So BC Hydro sold you 2000 kilowatt hours of electricity. And you using your electricity, uh, your, your power grid, you're producing, let's say, uh, 1,500 kilowatts hours in these two months. So essentially, your net inflow into your home is only 500 kilowatts. So you only pay for 500 times 16 cents or 10 cents in Vancouver or Toronto's case, right? So uh, that's how it works. So you essentially are hedging a lot of cost. And another thing that it hedges is because these solar panels exist or they don't uh, break down until maybe like the year 25 or year 30. So if you have a fee hike, and on, in general, what, what BC Hydro does is 2.2%. Uh, and that's what they do for a lot of electricity uh, utility companies in the world. I think in BC, I think in 2013, they claim in the next five years, they're gonna raise the price by 20%. Uh, so, you know, if in the future the price goes up, you're saving even more uh, with, the, with the same kind of equipment, right? You're not buying new equipment every year. So that's another thing that's really important to notice that if, you're, if you know that in your area, your utility company is gonna charge more in the future. So like we talked about before, if you're living in an era where uh, uh, you know you you have a lot of the access to electricity, you, you you don't use a lot of electricity, but you have a lot of the access to electricity, what you do with it? If you have just a solar panel, it doesn't do anything. It just kind of go into the solar system uh, the solar system, the, uh, the the energy system or the the grid, the power grid, and it'll be for Vancouver's case, it will be sold for 9.99 cents per kilowatt hour. So let's say you have 1000 kilowatt hours this month uh of uh, electricity goes into the power grid that'll be a thousand times 9.99 cents so that's approximately 99 dollars if i did the math correct uh yeah i think so 99 dollars. so that that's very impressive right so i would uh, you know never imagine that would be the case because that's actually quite a lot of money uh to for for someone to make like income almost right Uh, And another thing, the reason why Google does this, or a lot of solar panel companies do this in the States is because States is a very different system from us. We're benefited from the hydro, right? The hydroelectricity is really cheap. Uh, We only have a two-step system, which means that in a month or in a two-month bail-in period, if we use over a certain usage amount, we have to pay a higher amount in the states and in uk some european countries how they charge electricity is by the time of day use these electricity so let's say uh during the middle of the day like 12 o'clock uh, 12 p.m or 1 p.m 2 p.m people are not at home people are working uh only fridge is running right there's no light being turned on there's no hair drying running at home uh, no one's taking house showers, no one's using dishwashers, and no one's using uh, washing machines at home. They're not using a lot of electricity. So the company actually charges less. But at night, when it comes to 5 p.m., goes all the way to midnight, and from the morning, 10 to 11 p.m., uh, sorry, 11 a.m., people are waking up or going to sleep and they're using a lot of electricity They actually charge more. So how it makes sense for these guys, they can hedge some electricity. And how they do it is by using a power, uh, a battery. So now we're gonna talk about Tesla Powerwall which is very important, uh, not invention but a new product that really tailors the market for renewable energy, right? So everything kind of lines up in this stage. You have a solar panel, it makes sense because the science there and the efficiency is there. It's cheap enough for people to install in their homes. The roof is capable of doing that. They have enough sunlight, they have enough shades. They're able to convert these electricity. The utility company understand they can actually take some electricity back during the day. Uh, they have a two tier system because they don't want to stress out their system at night. Um, but there's something missing, right? And that what's missing is a battery. So now with a battery, it makes so much sense for people to get a solar battery, uh, sorry, a solar panel. So now these pa- uh, the power produced during the day when sun is out, can be stored into a battery. And when it's at night, it can use that. How smart is that? That's a very uh, cohesive kind of system, a kind of flow set there uh, for that kind of renewable energy, especially in the solar panel, solar energy world. So for Tesla, They invented two versions. So they took out, uh, so they they produced one version for seven kilowatt hours and another version is 10 kilowatt hours. So the 10 kilowatt hours is more like a backup battery and seven kilowatt hours uh, is more like a continuous daily usage kind of thing, right? So during the day you can use uh, cheap uh, electricity and then you can store some electricity in the battery and at night you can use it. So it's a very smart idea. Uh, So uh with with this you know these technologies coming out i definitely i'm really positive and really optimistic in the next five or ten years maybe less than that we're gonna see so many people installing solar panels because just last year i've heard a new lab a new company startup that came out with a new product of uh, a new product line well, not, not a ready for a market kind of product, but they introduced a new product that is capable of producing only 10% efficiency. So it's not as, as much as 17, which is best one they can do, but this one is almost transparent. So it's translucent material. So imagine the possibility you can install it on almost like one side of a tall building, right? We have so many tall buildings right now. We'll have a very limited roof space, but we can install them as glasses. Or on the outer layer of the glasses and being able to produce enough electricity, possibly for the whole city or sorry, not for the whole city, but for the whole building at least. Right. So that's the kind of future we're going for. And I'm really uh, optimistic that the market will actually is actually ready to drive enough startups to start their company, to research more, putting more R&D dollars, not only. Uh, you know, charity, not only non-profit organizations, but actually for-profit organizations see opportunity for people to utilize these renewable energies instead of fossil fuel. So guys, when you go into the market, look for these technologies and look for appliances that are energy efficient, especially the light bulb, right? That's one thing that a lot of people miss and I've taken a class and my professor told me so much about light bulb because he's doing like a lot of uh, market research on that. And he's telling me that these light bulb will, some of the bad ones will cost as much energy as a laptop or a flat screen TV. That is very incredible number for me. I, I couldn't believe my ear when I hear that because when I thought about computer, it probably is way more, right? It's only a light bulb. For What I do is I just light bulb run and it's really bad for the environment. But there are a lot of the LED light bulb out there that cost very little amount uh, of uh, electricity but it produces enough source of light so make sure you go change your light bulb today if that's one thing that you take away from this lesson number 2 is check out google.com slash guest sunroof and also check out tesla powerwall so I'm not sponsored by google or tesla I'm just saying those companies are doing the right things at the right time and I think the market is ready for it and I think you're ready for it ladies and gentlemen so go check them out and I hope you have a great week next week we're having a guest on our show hopefully Uh, We'll have uh, another guest on my show, or our first guest on my show. We're going to talk about part-time jobs. Uh, And because we're going back to school, this may be something really interesting for the students who are going to school full-time right now or who's taking maybe three days or four days of courses uh, or are taking half-day courses like they're free uh, during the afternoon, etc. They may look for a job or just a a job on a weekend, right? We're going to talk about our experiences in the past and I've I've done probably five or six or seven part-time jobs in in the past like uh 10 years or past well like five years right so i'm i'm really excited to talk about my experience and also my friend's experience jasmine if if she actually is going to be on the show hopefully she does because i i make this promise um so look forward to my next show and i guess tune in to the tony show thanks so much for watching have a great day i'll see you later